0: CANTO 8, Chapter 20. Lord Vamana Deva covers all worlds. Sri Shuka said. Bali, the master of the house, thus being advised by the family priest, fell silent for a moment, O King, and addressed, after due consideration, his Guru. Sri Bali said. What your Grace told me is true for a householder to engage in dharmic actions may never constitute a hindrance to his economic interest, sensual pleasure, reputation and livelihood. How can someone like me, an heir of pralada, out of greed for possessions, as an ordinary cheater, refuse to give a brahmin what he has promised him? There is nothing more irreligious than untruthfulness. Just as Mother Earth has told us, I can bear everything but not a person who lies to others i do not fear hellish conditions nor poverty nor an ocean of distress nor a fall from my position nor death as much as i fear to cheat a man of god of what use are the riches and such that one has to give up when one leaves this world behind are they not meant for pleasing the man of god while Looking after the good of all people, saints like Dadichi, Shibi, and other great servants of God, have given up on matters most difficult to forsake, to the point of their very lives. Then what objection would there be against donating the land? Time takes away all the possessions of persons like the Daicha kings who, willing to sacrifice their lives, enjoyed this world, O Brahmin. But the reputation they achieved in this world... Time does not take away. O learned sage, it is easy to find people who, not afraid to fight, are willing to give up their lives on the battlefield, but people willing to give away with devotion what they accumulated to a visitor of holy places when he arrives, are not that easily found. It is the glory of the munificent souls, they who are famed for their mercy, to become poor by satisfying the needs of the poor, not even mentioning what it means to them to satisfy knowers of the spiritual purpose, like your good self. I will therefore give this celibate soul whatever he wants. Each of you, fully aware of the Vedic way of offering, are, with the different attributes, of the greatest respect in worshipping the enjoyer of the sacrifice. Whether he is Vishnu who came in order to bless me, or else came to bring me down, I will give him, O sage, whatever land he desires. I will not even retaliate when he, fearfully posing as a Brahmin boy, deceives me as an enemy and arrests me despite my innocence. If this person here is really the one glorified in the scriptures, he will never give up his reputation, whether he takes all the land after having killed me, or rests in peace being killed by me. Sri Suga said, Bali, the highly elevated and divinely inspired character, thus being fixed on truthfulness, thereupon was cursed by his guru for being such a disrespectful and obstinate disciple. You, who so stubbornly consider yourself learned while going against my instructions, have in your impudence towards me proven to be a shameless ignoramus. Someone like you will soon lose all his opulence. Even though being cursed this way by his guru, he, who has a great personality did not abandon his truthfulness, donated, after first offering water and duly having worshipped Deva the land he had promised. Vindhyavali, Bali's wife, That moment came forward, being decorated with a pearl necklace, and brought a golden pot filled with water to wash the Lord's feet. He, the worshipper of the most beautiful pair of feet, personally washed them, and took in great jubilation the water on his head that purifies the entire universe. That moment a shower of flowers was released by all the inhabitants of the higher worlds, the demigods, the singers of heaven. The scholars, the ones specially gifted, and the venerable souls. They all, most pleased, hailed the rectitude of what the Asura king had done. The residents of heaven, the ape-like and those of superpower, sounded thousands of drums and horns again and again and declared: What by him, this great personality, has been achieved was a most difficult thing, for he delivered. The three worlds to his opponent Vishnu. Then the dwarf form of the unlimited Lord began to expand most wondrously to the entire expanse of the threefold of matter. He stretched himself out in every direction over all the land, the sky, the planetary systems, outer space, and the seas and oceans where the birds and the beasts. The humans, the gods, and the saints were living. Bali, together with all the priests, the teachers of example, and the seekers of truth, could, within this body of Him as the Almighty One, of Him as the source of the qualities, see the entire threefold universe complete with its elements, and the living beings with their senses, sense-objects, mind, intelligence, and false ego. The lower world he saw under the soles of his feet, Upon the feet, he saw the surface of the land, the mountains he saw in the calves of the Virat Purusha, the aerial beings in the knees of the gigantic form, and in his thighs he saw the different types of demigods. He recognized the evening twilight in his garment, he saw the founding fathers in his private parts, he saw himself together with his spokesman in his hips, his navel was the complete of the sky, at his waist, There were the seven seas, and in the upper part of Urukrama, the far-stepping Lord, he saw the stellar signs. In his heart, my best one, he saw the Dharma, in the chest of Murari he saw pleasing words and truthfulness, and in his mind he saw the moon. In his bosom he found the goddess who always carries a lotus in her hands, and in his neck there was the complete of all the Vedic sound vibrations. In his arms he recognized all the gods led by Indra. In his ears all the directions were found. The luminaries formed the top of his head. The clouds were his hair. The whispers of the wind were in his nostrils. His eyes were the sun, and in his mouth he saw the sacrificial fire. In his speech he heard the hymns of praise. He saw the god of the waters in his tongue, his eyebrows were the warnings and regulations, his eyelids were the night and the day, he saw anger in the supreme person his forehead, and greed was situated in his lips. Lust was his touch, O king, water was his semen, his back was irreligion, his marvels were found in the sacrificial ceremonies, in his shadows he saw death, the illusory energy was present in his smiles, and in the hairs on his body he recognized the herbs and plants. With the rivers for his veins, the stones for his nails, and with Lord Brahma, the demigods and the sages for his intelligence, Bali saw all the moving and stationary living entities in the senses of his body. When the Asuras observed this entirety of all the worlds and souls, they were perturbed, O King being faced with the Sudarshana disc with its unbearable heat, and the bow, sharanga resounding like thunder, the loud sound of his conch-shell, the Panjajanya, and the great force of Vishnu's club, the Kamodaki, his sword, the Vidyadara, the shield with the hundred moons, and also his supreme quiver of arrows, named Akshaya Sayaka, drove them to desperation. His associates, led by Sunanda, and the other leaders and local divinities, offered prayers to him standing there with his brilliant helmet, bracelets, and fish-shaped earrings, his Shrivatsa mark, the best of all jewels, the kostuba, his belt, yellow dress, and his flower garland with bees about it. O King, manifesting himself thus, the Supreme Lord, Urukrama, covered with one footstep the entire surface of Bali's world, covered the sky with his body, and covered the directions with his arms. Making the second step, he covered all the heavenly places, and for the third step not a single spot of land remained, for Lord Urukrama, with his stepping now, had reached farther than the farthest place beyond Maharloka, Janaloka and Tapoloka.